Okay, so we're going to pick up over here in the uh, Sefer Ikarim, in the Maimar Hasheni. Okay, last year, more or less, we got through the first Maimar, I think it was, uh, maybe the last two years. And um, so now, that's where he set up his system and tried and defined what, what an Ikar is. And now, in the next uh, three sections, he's going to go through uh, one Ikar at a time. Okay, so Maimar Hasheni is... So the first ikr is the existence of God. Now his system of ikarim is that you have an ikr and then you have like what he calls shrushim and anafim, like uh, roots and branches. So he doesn't like exactly the Ramam's system. That, that's a separate discussion, but basically he holds it should be three ikarim and then like what like in other words, the the idea of uh, the existence of God, that is an ikar, and then he explains the shirashim hamistafim imenu, mimasha roy lechol baldashi amineu. So the the shirashim that that branch out from it, that every religious person should believe. Okay, and he'll explain to me. The thief, according to what we wrote in the first maimer, that the shirashim. So there are four Shurashim that are dependent on this idea of the existence of God. Okay. That's Achdos, okay, oneness. Siluka Gashmus, the negation of physicality. That God is not dependent on time, right? Outside of time. And that he is free of any deficiencies. Okay. That's his setup. So he has the ikr to believe that God exists. And then the shrashim are kind of like the particular concepts that flesh out what we mean by this existence. Okay. So it's achdus, right? Um, non siluk gashmus, right? Negation of physicality. That he is not dependent on time, doesn't exist within time, and has no deficiencies. Ukadeshi is boru In order to give these shrashim a clear, a, a sufficient explanation, we have to start menu. So we have to first explain the ikr that they are all, uh, you know. Uh, Generated from, or or, uh, or um, branching from, and that is mitzvah Hashem. So, okay, so he's going to start off with the idea of the of the exist of God's existence. What do we? What is the idea of mitzvah Hashem? Not a simple idea, right? Mitzvah Hashem, and then we'll explain the shrashim echad leechad limso cheshbonam. Okay, we're going to go through each of the shrashim um, one by one. Okay, that's the plan. What am I lacking if I don't have one of the Shrushim, but I have... ...with the way he decides to set up the Shrushim, right? I mean, the Ikarim. So obviously, if you believed in God, and but that he was physical, um, that would be the wrong idea of God. Okay, but he wants to say there should be... Those are, um, in terms of thought, in terms of categories of thought, there's an idea of the existence of God, and then you have to clarify or, or define more precisely what that is. But in his, um, in the Ram also has that way. 
His first liquor is Metzius, and then Bilti and Gashmius. Yeah, but they're all, and I mean, in the Ramam system, they seem to be equal. No, they're not, not, that's not true. Not in the Ramam Jigimli Khan. First Iker is the existence. This is existence. Right? Then another Iker is Achtus. And the third Iker is Bilti Gashmius. In terms of the, in terms of this setup, he more or less, he doesn't like the Ramam. Exactly, is more like Yosem. Doesn't like how the Rambam has Ikarim or Ikarim. Whereas existence, Achtus, lack of physicality. says, no, those things should come under what we mean by the existence of God. What do we mean by the existence of God? We mean an existence that is uh, one, non-physical. Those are, um, what do you call it, the uh, not existing within time, Right? And free of any deficiency. That's one the Ram doesn't have. Right? Free of deficiency. That's kind of like a, a premise. All of these you'll have to wait for. Free of deficiency means you can't say that he has any, uh, that he's lacking any um, quality of like Pachma, any positive uh, thing. You can't say he's foolish. You can't say uh, he's, uh, you know, weak, things like that. But in terms of his setup, it's kind of like, the umbrella idea uh, that that you say to be a religious person, especially a religious Jew, I can reduce it to one thing. There's one thing that I kind of like I can make as a placeholder. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in the existence of God? Yes. Now we have to, but but that that idea has to have the proper content. That's what he calls the Shrasham HaMistafim. It's kind of like an organizational thing. I don't, so, you know, at the end of the day, as they say, it's not going to be different in terms of content between him and the Ramam. No, it seems, seems like it is because it seems like it seems like you're further. Oh, don't 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 make the mistake. He doesn't mean by by not calling it an icker. He doesn't mean that it's not uh, important. <laughs> right? He doesn't mean that it's not important. He means to say that if your idea of God is dependent on these other things, and you don't call those other things eternal. You know what I mean, like, like logically, uh, an ichor has to be like the a, a fundamental thing. But if it's dependent, it has to be somebody who's all right. So he says, Now, interesting. Uh, he says, before we get started, I want to write one ha'ora, okay, that is necessary for anyone who, who looks into the sefer. Let me give you a little bit of a disclaimer here. And it's interesting. I mean, it's it's uh, it's something that um, applies universally. So so uh, let's uh, let's take a look at this. Mima she'ain roy she'yale minamayim b'zeh sefer. So what you should what shouldn't be hidden from the um, from someone who investigates the sefer is that there are many things that are said um, in one place. Lefi das haomer. So he says, there are certain things that when you read, when you read this book, there are going to be sometimes you're going to come across a phrase or an expression. And um, <clears throat> you have to be aware that it may be spoken, or may be written from a perspective, okay? From the perspective of one who may say something. Okay, not necessarily from the perspective of the absolute truth. Okay. Um, so this, he may be proposing an idea. He may be 
he may be um, proposing a, a, something that people think, and it's, um, and that may not be as you. He may be using it to demonstrate. He may be using it to illustrate. But just because you see in some in one place that he says an idea, you have to be aware that may not be that may not represent um, his uh, his his view. Okay, it may be a um, like he says over here. It may be um, he may be he may say a das of somebody, but that may not be his view, his own view. Okay, that's one thing. He says, um, Okay, so he's going to be going through a lot of different views. He's going to be quoting at a lot of different positions. He's going to be, you know, testing out or or, or uh, introducing concepts to try to analyze them. So you have to be aware that in this type of a book of philosophy like this, there are going to be times when a, uh, a statement might be made um, in one place, according to the Dasa Omer, and in another place, according to what he himself believes. Um, he doesn't tell you? Now he's like this. Oh, he says, or sometimes, in one place, it will be with a specific, with one intention, and in another place, another intention. So I'm willing to so What's that? Emulating the Mishnah. Emulating the Mishnah. So he says, and I'll give you an example. He says, this is, this is like what the Raman does. And I think, oh, I got, I got a Jastra instead of Raman. Okay. Um, could you get me the Raman? So he says, um, he says, for instance, if you take a look in the Morn of Uchim, in the third parak of the first Felix, the Raman says, as follows. The Raman says, the first, the first, uh, the first prakam of the Rambam are, are dedicated to defining terms in the uh, in Tanakh. Okay, so he wants to go through the word tavnis and tamuna. Okay, so he says that uh, tavnis and tamuna don't mean the same thing. All right, I'm, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to go through this paragraph since we're here, and uh, and uh, it's uh, very it's, it's valuable anyway. So he says like this. The Ram says the difference between tavnis and tamuna. Okay, tavnis comes from the word bono, to build. Okay, and it signifies the build and construction of a thing. That is to say, its figure, whether square, round, rectangular, or of any other shape, it's like the tavnis hamishkan. Okay, so that's the word tavnis, or kitavniso mashirata marebahar. Tavnis Kotsipur, Tavnis Yad, Tavnis Aulam. Okay, all of these quotations, it is the shape which is referred to. Consequently, the Hebrew language never employs the word Tavnis in speaking of the qualities of God Almighty. Okay, so since Tavnis refers to a physical shape of something, it's build, so to speak, you don't apply. That's the purpose of these chapters in the Ramadan. So I go through the words in Tanakh and to be a guide to the perplexed so you don't get confused about how words are used and how they apply, when they appropriately apply to uh, Hashem, when they have to be a marshal, what they reflect, what they stand for. So Tavnus, he says, is never spoken of in, the, in terms of God. But the term Tamuna, on the other hand, is used in the Torah in three different senses, okay? It signifies first the outlines of things which are perceived by our senses their shape and form. 
though it sounds a little bit similar, what's the difference? You make an image, the form of some likeness. You saw no likeness. Now let's see if we can figure this out. Secondly, he says, it's also the forms of our imagination. The impressions retained in the imagination when the objects have ceased to affect our, affect our senses. Okay. Uh, in the thoughts from the visions of the night. Okay, that's, that's the, that's the uh, Timuna. It remained, but I could not recognize its sight. Only a Timuna was before my eyes. So that's in, in Eob says, it was just a Timuna before my eyes. Okay, so what is Timuna versus Tavnus? We call it like a picture. In other words, the Tavnus is talking about the thing itself, right? It's its physical property of build, its, constru- its construction. It has a square Tavnus, right? That's the from, from, from Bona. Timuna is our perception of form, correct? It's not reflecting its reality, it's just perception. And it could be what we perceive with our, in, in our uh, sense of vision, right? Or it could be something that remains after we close our eyes and we can see the image in our imagination. Okay, those are two uses. And he says, and thirdly, the true form of an object, this is the important point, which is perceived only by the intellect. And it is in this third signification that the term is applied to God. Utimunas Hashem Yabit. Okay, talking about Moshe. He comprehended, now this is a translation, but Timunas Hashem. Timuna Sashem. Now he said a minute ago, Timuna means what? Perception. perception by the intellect. Okay. And uh, he, he says it means over here, he comprehended the true essence of the Lord. Okay. So 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 the so the Sefer Karn says, if you look in chapter three in the Rambam, what does he say? He says, Timuna Sashem Yabit, Amita Sashem Yasig. He perceived the truth of God by Moshe. Pel, Pel, Dababo, right? That's when Hashem is telling uh, Aaron and Miriam, you know, how dare you speak about Moshe? He, he's reached such a level, Pel, Pel, and Timuna Sashem Yabit. Okay. So the Rambam in Perak Gimel, the third Perak of book one, says, he comprehended the true essence of the Lord, meaning, and he has in the Hebrew, but, but if you look in chapter 37 and chapter 54, right, the Rambam says, right, okay, if you look later on the Rambam, in, in many places, but uh, here he's saying uh, in 37, he talks about the word punim, right? Punim, the word punim. He says that's a homonym. And uh, most of the, if it's various meanings, it has a figurative character, okay? Like the face of a living being. Uh, it could also mean anger, okay? Um, yeah. Could mean anger, or it could mean 
presence and existence of a person. Okay. Meaning to say, al penei kol echav nofel. Al penei, in the presence of. Okay. Um, and then the Ramah says, in the same sense, the word is used in the following passage. V'divar shem Moshe ponem al ponem. That means without an intervening medium. All right. But, um, but he says that, yeah, that's pun over. He says, but when it's, and also when it says the word panim, it must be understood in ufonai lo yiro'u. Yeah. And my face shall not be seen. That's a little different. That means my true existence as it is cannot be comprehended. Okay. My true existence as it is cannot be comprehended. So that's a contradiction. That's a contradiction. In chapter three, he said that he comprehends the true essence of the of the Lord. We just said that motion is the exception. No, no, it's both about motion. They're both about motion. And in chapter twenty thirty seven, he says. Um, my face shall not be seen, i.e., my true existence as it is cannot be comprehended. And again in 54, again in 54, that's where he talks about the Yigomidos. Um, he says again that that's impossible for man to perceive God, uh, God's essence. His true essence could not be perceived. And point that right, he was told. This is when Moshe asked Arina Kodecha. He was told that his true essence could not be perceived, and pointed out a method by which he could obtain the utmost knowledge of God possible for man to acquire. Right, Yaakov is what you were asking me about. Um, the knowledge obtained by Moses has not been possessed by any human being before him or after him. Okay, but anyway, the point is though, he says, if you look at these two, two at these three places. Um, it comes out that the Ram is contradicting himself. So he says, um, so therefore what? He says, but you have to understand that when someone, that, that a writer often will be writing the same words with a different kavana. Okay. The same words with a different kavana. And when he says Amita Sashem Yasig is not a contradiction to when he says later on Amitas Mitsiusi Kemoshehi Lo Tusag. Hold on. He says Ki Amayma Kimin Amay Rishon. He says Vehayir Alzeh Min Amayma. So what is the answer? So what is the answer? Yeah, go ahead. Right, in other words, in Tamuna Sashem Yabit, right, he's emphasizing the idea of Tamuna represents not the thing as it is. That's the idea of Tamuna. Right, Tavnis, that's in contradistinction to Tavnis. Tavnis is the structure of the thing as it is. Tamuna is, is by definition, a perception, right? not the thing itself. 
So when he's talking about Timunas Hashem, Yabit, so that is talking about, and he says, Amitas Hashem Yasig, he means more like from the standpoint of Moshe, from the standpoint of a of the phenomenon of Timuna, the phenomenon of, of perception, he reached the truest perception you can have. Which is still not that. Which is still not the, the perception of God's truth. Right. Which is still not Hareini Nas Kvodecha and Lo Yirani Adam Vachai. Right. Lo Yirani Adam Vachai is referring to the idea of God's Amitas Mitsiyusi Kemoshehi, the truth of his existence as it actually is. Right. But Tamuna is never talking about the thing as it actually is. Tamuna is always talking about. The perception, as it is, as it is, yeah, true of anything that we're only able to. Um, he's trying to illustrate something over. He's saying, if you casually read a work, you may pick through and find instances that, on its on their face, are contradictory, and that comes about because of the fact that uh, words have meaning in context many times. And the same phrase, if it's used to show the difference between tuna and tavnis, could be meant in one in one uh, in one way, the kivanechad, and reflecting the reality of uh, of God's existence and our and our perception is expressed have the exact opposite meaning. So in terms of in terms of the contrast of Timuna and Tavnis, it's proper to say a Tavnis Timuna Sashem Yabit is expressing the phenomenon of Timuna was was uh, reached a perfection of motion. But still it is not the perception of God's Mitsias um, Kamoshahi. Okay. And he means doesn't mean uh, doesn't mean um, in the senses. He means intellectually. You could have you could have a perfect understanding of, of something's essence yeah, intellectually, yeah, like, but not God's essence. Like of a physical object, you can have. Right. You can have. Problems. You can. You can. Okay. Well, we wouldn't call that. Yeah, exactly. Correct. 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 I know it's not the scope of this year, but how come Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know that? <laughs> you mean why did he ask for it? Yeah. Yeah, so he thought that he be, he could be given something through through uh, nevuah. He thought difference between saying it's not attainable by man through his own hakira, and and saying it's not a concept that can even be can be uh, held in the mind. So apparently he thought with some. I, I think some of the Rishonim, maybe he thought with some hashkafa, he'd be he'd be uh, granted an, a uh, an ability to access to knowledge that. That he wouldn't have access to otherwise, but not, but but that, not that it's necessarily incompatible with the human mind, or the or the human soul. That 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 well. Okay, so Rabbi just one. Sorry, the is it almost like saying the Rambam used homonyms as homonyms? <laughs> right, the Rambam is a, is we all know very into the homonyms and uh, <laughs> different. Conjugations of the word homonym that you'll never see, they've never seen before. And um, 
Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's saying you've got to be, you've got to be careful. Now, why is he saying this? He's saying this. And because of this problem, you have to be careful when you're ma'ayin into the into the into the chapters of any uh, uh, into a chapter of the chapters of any book, or a book written by any machar. You shouldn't jump to question his words until you know the darki halimud hanasim b'seferahu. So you shouldn't just jump when you find a, a, an apparent contradiction, shouldn't jump to say, ah, he's making a mistake. Ah, this book is no good, right? You have to first understand clearly the darki halimud that were made in this sefer. V'chein, you have to get the full scope of what the, of what the author is saying. And um, it's interesting. You know, why does he say that? Why does he say that? What does that tend to notice? He's saying there's a tendency that he's trying to, um, to prevent. He start, he's trying to protect himself from. What is that tendency? It's interesting. What would you say? I have an interesting thing over here. Go ahead, you tell me what you think. I'm talking to Right, I mean, what's the motivation? You want to read a book, why do you want to be Mavatli right away? You're reading a book, why would you jump to negate it? Oh, you're, trying to, you're trying to undermine the author. As you're saying, you can read here and say, oh, he's contradicting himself. Ram's contradicting himself. Albo's contradicting himself. It's an ego boost. It's an ego boost. Okay, that's good, that's good. Listen to this from it's, the Ram. It saves you from having to read it. <laughs> it saves you from having to work through it. So what, is that, what is that really? Yeah. You're free from all, all the things that, come, that follow. See, people want to learn, but, but more than wanting to learn is they want, to, they want to think that they don't have to learn. They want to think that they know already. They want to feel that there's no knowledge that is important that they don't have. And there's a tendency to take a book and not so much because of you have a thirst for knowledge, but you have a thirst more to, to validate and confirm what you know as the uh, standard of value. That's a very common, it's a very common uh, idea. So it's like Lomid Lacantia. You're like a Lomid Lacantia. You're not learning because you really want to grow and you want to find new ideas and opportunities and uh, and insights that you don't have. You don't want to think that there are new ideas and insights that are value that you don't have. So you're happy when you see a safer to find a, a matir to, uh, to put it down, like, uh, like Sean and, and, uh, and Donnie are saying. And let me just read you an interesting quote here. Someone sent me, I, I don't know, I assume it's authentic, but someone sent me this um, letter from the Rambam to his son. And he says like this, Advice, love wisdom. Seek her as silver, as silver and search for her as for a hidden treasure. Gather in the homes of the wise who study and teach. Let their abode be your destination for there you will derive pleasure listening to their words of wisdom or chastisement of novel interpretations and the casuistic subtleties of the students. Be zealous of the learned. Casuist, that's like, you know, it's not the instrument. It means like the 
they use it like as a, as a derogatory term, but it means like the complicated shaklavatarias of uh, the kazooistries. But anyway, the subtleties of the students. So it's, they're, they're very, the fine points of, uh, of, of the Tamidah Chachon, uh, the fine diukim, be zealous of the learned and despise the ignorant in your heart. I'm sure the Ram had a much simpler word to use. When you ask here, when you ask or answer a question, do not speak in a rapid, confusing, shouting, or mocking tone, but use choice language and articulate clearly in a subdued voice, reflecting a contemplative attitude as one who seeks to learn and discover the truth, rather than as a contentious individual who is anxious to prevail over his opponent. So very often a person, a person you know, uh, uh, approaches a subject as like with the intent of, with the, with the desire to prevail. And that desire to prevail is, is, is antithetical to the desire to learn. So he's, especially in a, in a safer like this, where the ideas are, are deep and abstract, and you can't help but use different attempts to express an idea from different perspectives, different uh, approaches, Different, uh, you know, terms or 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 the same terms in different ways. So he says you have to, if you're really interested in in the truth, you're really interested in trying to derive from the book what I'm trying to offer. You have to take it slowly, take it as a whole, and give me some credit, okay? And give me some credits, and start with an assu- with the assumption that um, and he's going to draw it out a little further. That uh, if you're missing something, um, put a little effort into it. Yeah, put a little effort into it, and don't use that as as an excuse, so to speak, to write me off. Now listen to this. He says, "What do you think?" And I'm going through it because I think it's universally true. He says, "There are many times when a book omits a premise in in any place. Sometimes when a person writes, he omits a premise." Uh, because he feels that it's clear to everybody, okay? Or, of course, he explains it elsewhere. Or, uh, or maybe at this point in the book, he wants to be a little bit vague, okay? Sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes, read the first chapters of the Rambam, certain, certain issues that he's a little vague on, and he doesn't want to necessarily go into every detail at the first moment, right? You guys sometimes put things on the back burner and develop other ideas after you introduce a topic and you can't um, necessarily um, you know, go through everything in the order that it comes up. Sometimes you have to introduce something to, and then delay its full explanation. The Yachshov HaMa'ayin, but the one who reads it says, ah, that's a mistake. The Yimaher Lohoshev the Yachshov Oso Lepesi Vesohol. That's what he says. He says, oh, he missed the premise. Oh, he's, he's unclear. He's vague. He, this guy is a fool. He says, and this is the derech that you find in arguments. Like, like, um, okay. He says like this, like it says, Kol odam roi sheyakir as borel. I don't know. It's interesting. These examples are interesting. I'm not sure if, Oh, we should see. So he says, for instance, uh, let's say somebody were to write 
um, every it's it's proper for every man to recognize his creator. And that's because because every intelligent being should recognize his creator. So we're the logicians. We're the angry logicians. He says, and the guy will listen and he'll say, ah, but he didn't say man is a rational animal. He didn't say man is a balsechel. So the proof doesn't work. <laughs> these are, these are obviously not, not, Things that people would say, unless they were, you know, like really crazy. But he just wants to illustrate. He says, so you know, so if you want to make, a, if you wanted to make an argument, say every man should recognize his creator, because every balsecho should recognize his, his his creator. So he says, I, but you don't have a formal syllogism, right? But to get the formal syllogism, you have to also posit that and man is a balsecho. Therefore, every man should, uh, every balsecho should is. The minor premise and the major premise, everybody should recognize his creator. Man is about Seichel, therefore. So he says, okay, but you, know, you don't need to. Many times the, the, the premise is so obvious that the writer is not writing from the standpoint of strict logic with everything that has to be. There's a certain assumptions that, he, that he'll make that you know. He doesn't have to state. And this obviously is, is a very exaggerated example, but um, he wants to show you that um, on this, everybody wants to give you an example that everybody would agree. Yeah, you're being a little nitpicky, you know. But he said, you have to recognize, and this is something I read recently. Doesn't make many, many more or less true, but it is interesting that, I mean, there's someone I read like that. That's the big problem in writing in general. When you want to write something, uh, the major problem is knowing how much information the reader already has. And many times a writer, Who's uh, maybe knowledgeable in a very specific, in a specific area is, becomes is very unclear, very difficult to understand because he maybe starts off with an assumption that the reader has much more knowledge than than uh, the reader actually does, and he misses many many premises with just assumptions that you have them. Okay, that's that's a big problem. That one, that's what that's one of the main uh, reasons that the writers are unclear. Uh, very intelligent writers. So he says, um, so he says, technically, these, the, that critique is true, okay? Um, but it doesn't need to be explained. Everyone knows. Everybody knows that's, that's a common thing for the, for the writer to miss or, or hide or conceal uh, a certain um, premise. Uh, like the one, like like for instance, he says, "Call other margish lefisha call chay margish," and but you didn't say "call adam chay." All right, I'm not sure where it's going. No, no, no. Okay. Although lo mipnei zei choshev haomer lepesi v'sachol. Again, don't don't say because of these things he's a fool. Ah, uh, he doesn't know logic. It's not necessary to to the essence over here is trying to convey ideas and and therefore he can work with assumptions that you have certain premises ubavorze says because of this one who looks into a sefer from the um from the sefer misifriya machabrim likpo to lahoshev minha ola al rucho rishona this is also very important 
if a person uh, is um, looking deeply, studying a book, studying a work, and uh, he should not jump to refute from whatever comes in his mind first. Okay. But he should think to himself like this. This writer was not a Kaleadas. That's not Kaleadas. Not a feeble-minded person. Okay. How do you know that? All right. Let's say you, let's say that that is your. Uh, he wrote an impressive book. He has a reputation. Whatever it is, he's not Kaleadas. Right. He's not a Katlakanya. Okay. So he says, "Shelo hisig ba'omek iyuno mashayala alev hamayin betchilas adas." Beautifully, beautifully put. He's not a person who's feeble-minded that he shouldn't think of the thing that he shouldn't think of something after deep contemplation that you thought of immediately. That's basically what he's saying. If you read a guy's book and you catch one thing, ah, but boo. You're basically saying that all of his thought and preparation and methodology of, of, uh, of, uh, of putting together the work, all the deep, all the time and energy put into his work, so he, simply, he, didn't, he didn't think of a thing in all of that effort that just came to your mind in a minute. No. Okay. So he says that is, uh, that's a bad way to approach a subject. <laughs> Because again, it's what we were saying before. You want to feel like, like what you have already is the MS, and, and there's no one else to uh, to to gain from. And it's 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 sometimes people get angry when they when they learn. You're not I don't know if they can justify their anger consciously, but they they get frustrated. They don't want to they don't want to know that other people have uh, have much more knowledge than they do in an area. A person should, on the contrary, maybe be more concerned about his own thinking and say that it's possible that he, that uh, it's not possible that a guy made such an obvious mistake. And he should put the mistake on himself. And he should look deeper into the words until he can understand the truth of the intention of the Mahabra. That's an important point. Words, you might conclude that I figured out what he means and I think it's wrong. But you have to recognize the, the limitations on, on the written language, the limitations on organizing and, and constructing a book. You, you can't present a full idea in a flash. So there are going to have to be developments and you should not, because of that, jump on one, uh, on one thing. It's not. It's not fair. You're not. You're not getting. You're not. Uh, you're not getting the. You're not. You're not. You're not getting the kavana to evaluate. It is possible. You read the book thoroughly and say, "Okay, I can see from what he wrote, this is intention." And then, and it's stupid. That's possible. That's possible. Okay, but um, you can't jump to that conclusion. Gago. Uh, yeah. What if a writer is highly biased, even though they are. Um, I mean, you have to give him the chance to, you have to put the effort in to find that out. But what do you mean? How do you know he's talking about it? And, and, that was, and this is also an important point. You know, if you, you, you're getting a, you're looking into a, into a work because uh, it has a reputation among Chachamim, and you're hoping that it will change your, uh, there's two types of, of, of knowledge. Sometimes you just 
just gaining particulars, but a greater knowledge is you're changing your framework, you're changing your, your, the way you view things. So always, it's almost, I think it's by definition, those kinds of things are not going to naturally fit into your preconceived notions because your, your, your notions are the ones that you're trying to change and trying to update from the, from the safer you're looking at. So therefore, you should never just look at it and say, well, you know, this, my, my, my first reaction is this is wrong. Uh, yeah, that's because he's giving you something that is trying to take you beyond your, uh, your, your, your present view, right? Like I had a Talmud once complain that, uh, that uh, my swear was, um, was anti-termies. Um, it was counterintuitive, counterintuitive. Okay, well, that's, maybe that's good. Maybe your intuition is bad. And we're trying to develop <laughs> your into a better intuition. So, um, so that's not a complaint, counterintuitive. I mean, you have to see if it's justified. You have to see if it's, but you can't say, ah, this goes against my intuition. Okay, well, then you don't need to learn anything. Just go follow your intuition. But uh, if you're looking for Chachma, you've got to uh, tolerate the pain of growth and the frustration of confusion and uh, the work of... Um, of delving in okay like Sajigun says you're always gonna have to go through a state of confusion before you get the knowledge so so therefore he's like this uh, in his book he feels he's got to ask you this uh, he's, got, he's got to put in this disclaimer and um, and to realize that these are dvarim yunim amukim right they're very deep and abstract and uh, it's Yakel Bein of Laharach Be'er Dover Ma Yimkin Yiksha Havanaso Alamayin. Okay, it's going to be, it's going to be, um, yeah, Yakel Bein of Laharach Be'er Dover Ma Yimkin Yiksha Havanaso Alamayin. But Sarah Hamayin, he's always a Yoser Maod, Kadesh Lo Yikra Lo, Kamosha Karla Mashivam Al Torah Moshe. It gives these funny examples, and you have to be very careful over here. So that it doesn't occur to you what occurs to people who ask questions on Torah. And they say, Chilol Hashem is mother. How do you know Chilol Hashem is mother? V'chilal Hashem Okay. So, um, so he says, or they uh, say you shouldn't help somebody because it says, Kitira chamor sonecha rovis tachas maso v'chodalta me'azavlo. Don't help him. He says, uh, but the Hamachshola uh, Zos Tachas Yodam. This is their fault. They're liable for these mistakes because they didn't, they weren't Samu Lev Lahovin Darki Alashon. They either didn't really put in the time to, to understand the nuances of the language. Okay, so it's a little bit, uh, a little funny, the, the, the examples, but the, 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 the point is, uh, is clear. So with that disclaimer, we've got to work it out for, for ourselves. Okay, so we'll try to continue in this uh, next week. Okay. Yeah. Is that coming at the beginning of the second book? Sure yeah, no, because in the first book, he's just, he doesn't really go into the ideas themselves. He's just going into like, what would be the proper structure of Ikara? What does an ikra mean, uh, as opposed to an important idea, and and how should it be uh, organized and, um, and, and more structural? He doesn't actually go into the content. Uh, so now he's going to go into what does it mean to believe in, in God's existence, 
that's already uh, very uh, deep and, and difficult. Okay. All right. Very good.